Hello, everyone. Welcome to a delayed edition of the Smart Nerd Podcast. This is Ariel again, the fat bastard that keeps entertaining you, quote unquote. <laughs> and once again, because no one else would, joining me is our friend Harold. Harold, say hi to the peoples. Militants always ready, sir. Yes. Good. Good day, everyone. Night. I learned from last episode. Yeah, good day. Good, good day, everyone. Yes, good night, good day, good evening, whatever the fuck. Uh, this one is a weird one because we're recording out of time, uh, n- uh, not in our normal scheduly, uh, scheduled time frame where we record. We're kind of in a pickle here because I believe this podcast will air on Monday, yet we're recording on a Saturday. So technically, Hell in the Cell has not happened. <laughs> so we're gonna have to predict it although by the time this podcast is gonna come out it will be irrelevant because it already happened <laughs> pretty much yeah that's how the, the uh, time works here you see you talk about real uh, time relativity and all those stupid equations inception you ain't got dick here fuck you inception <laughs> we got you beat <laughs> anyway uh, we can go ahead and talk about predictions, but like we can give a little uh, uh, round review of the week so far. Um, Raw was shit, was it? I mean, I didn't see Raw, so you can correct me. Was it shit, or was it slightly better than average than what they normally Raw, present? Raw doesn't disappoint ever uh, be shit. However, they have The Fiend now, so... That saves them a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, uh, people who were allegedly getting pushes, uh, Retribution and Lana, buried to the fucking ground. Which is something I am still trying to understand because according to some sources, Vince sees Lana as a top baby face. But this is the fifth time in a row she gets put through a table. She had a title match, though. Yes. That counts kind of like a push. And she did she win a battle a royal. Match. And she won a battle royal. She actually wrestled. I, I was surprised. So she's actually improved in the ring. That's what you're saying. Yes, she's improved in the ring. Okay. Take notes, Naya, please. So so there you go. So if Lana can improve, then Naya, there's still chance for her yet, but... Uh, let's not give her the trophy yet for be- most improved wrestler of the year yet to Naya, not to Lana. Lana seems to be undeserving and on that end that getting a push because she has been working hard. And also, you know, the fact that she's married to Miro probably is not helping, giving her any favors in the terms of getting in the good eye of Vince since Vince sees everybody that leaves him as a betrayer. But in this case of Nero, he didn't leave. He was fired. So apparently in this case, the quote-unquote burial that is happening to Lana is just because Vince wants people to feel sympathy for her, which is something I am yet to understand because this is not, um, this is not a Mexican novella or something like that. This is wrestling, for God's sakes. I know it's a soap opera, but please... Yeah, um, uh, I don't, I, uh, look, trying to predict 
the frame, uh, the frame thought of Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is an impossible task. So I drop it and just accept things as they go along because it's whatever he wants. Fuck whatever, what we want. Uh, we've been wanting a different program ages ago, but we're getting this shit on a reg, on repetition, on loop, and our opinions are worth dick. So why the fuck even fight it? Just accept what it is and take it like a man. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can do. However, I do understand that, and I actually left that alone long ago. But here's the thing. Vince, uh, he seems not to amaze anyone, but he just never ceases to amaze me when a, with, with any new stupidity he comes with. So I just drop my jaw. It's not like, oh my God, how could Vince think of that? It was just like, oh my God, just Vince did it again. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of the course. Okay, let, let's leave Raw alone for a moment and let's go uh, to AEW, which I did see and I am, I am paying a, a monthly fee because I'm subscribed to the Fight app. Shout out to the Fight app, $5.99 for the AEW package. I think it's four ninety nine or five ninety nine. I'm not sure. The thing is, well worth my money, and it, I'm actually paying to watch it. I'm paying my money to watch this thing, so I have to watch it because money's coming out of my pocket to see this thing. And boy, oh boy, they did not disappoint. This dynamite, hands down, one of the best ones of the entire year. And I would dare say, not now, nah, now nah, I won't dare say. It blew the anniversary show out of the fucking water. The anniversary show seemed like an old uh, Sunday Night Heat episode compared to this. <laughs> it was that fucking bad compared to this show. This show had everything and a little thing that we're going to be talking about later. But the thing that the highlight of the night or two highlights I will add uh, were uh, first, we're going to talk about the Ray Phoenix versus Penta. Uh, cero, uh, cero miedo, whatever the hell he wants to call him. So let's just call him Penta. That was a match of the year contender. It had no flaws. They did not disappoint. The things that they pulled out there was a holy shit fest from top to bottom. It, it, it was basically two wrestlers on springboards doing every fucking conceivable flip known to man and doing the biggest fucking high spots. In the most inconceivable manners that you just go like, holy fucking shit. It's like watching an old Rey Mysterio match from the, uh, from the 90s in, in, in Nitro. Basically. But him and Juventus Guerrero, remember those? That kind of type of match. It was that fucking good. It was awesome. It, 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 and it did not disappoint. The only bad thing about that is that although, uh, uh, Rey Phoenix won, he had a forfeit later the next day because he got legitimately hurt, legitimately hurt on the match. And you can see that if you saw the match that they even stopped the match for a, for a minute, letting him get back to his cobwebs, you know, clear the cobwebs out of his head and continue the match. But he was not OK and he got hurt. So uh, he passes along to the tournament, uh, which right now. The world title tournament stands as uh, Penta versus uh, Kenny Omega and Warlow versus Hangman on the other side. So the winner of those two matches will face the champion in the future. Uh, uh, will face each other then in the end and then the champion in a future event. Uh, the second match that, uh, that I'm going to talk about, uh, Dynamite, 
It's about the, the tag team elimination match between the Bucks, uh, the Butcher and the Blade, uh, Private Party, and uh, the Dark Order, which the Bucks won. And pushing the obvious uh, storyline versus uh, uh, the, the formerly known as a revival or uh, FTR. And, uh, the Bucks got hurt in the end. Uh, well, the, th- the thing is that that was a good match and that advances the story. By the way, I do have to mention this because I'm obligated to practically Sammy Guevara and Matt, R- and Matt Hardy, still a thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> still a thing. Uh, and you know what else is still a thing? Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. That shit is still a thing. What the fuck? I mean, we are in the 80s, apparently, where store with programs lasted a whole fucking calendar year. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on, but okay. I mean, I guess Seth likes to work with Ray is helping Dominic a lot in his development and his character and his wrestling, uh, I guess. So let's go with that. Uh, we got SmackDown. What happened in SmackDown? To be honest, I don't have much info on SmackDown because yesterday I was not even at home. Oh, uh, well, one of those actually that we that I can tell that's something that happened. Uh, Roman Reigns announced major consequences for the Hell in a Cell match versus Jay Uso. So should Jay lose, basically the Usos and will be removed from the. Anoa'i Dynasty. Uh-huh. So that's a, pretty much like a big, big, really big scale for for that match. Um, yeah, apparently the title is not good enough. Now they have to add the family shit on it. Well, you know Vince. Vince actually always loved to fuck with the family. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the guy who uh, used the dead body of Eddie Guerrero to further a storyline for years. <laughs> See? Nothing new. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of those. Um, Donnie Bryan says on Talking Smack that this is his last run as a full-time WWE superstar. Oh, By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you see the video I sent you guys uh, that happened on SmackDown (laughs) after they were celebrating uh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and the Street Profits were celebrating after they they won their match? And Daniel Bryan told the Street Profits, fist me, guys, fist me. (laughs) (laughs) That just didn't go... I, I didn't know what to think about it. I don't. I don't even know what to make of it. <laughs> the look of those two guys—it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they looked so perturbed. <laughs> like, it was. Not, it was not even funny, but funny at the same time. <laughs> they looked said it all like for real, fam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god! I never laughed that hard in my life. I for, I never forget. I I remember. Well, maybe last week when we went off uh, off the air or not recording, <laughs> we laughed the most. But anyway, uh, oh, I forgot to mention another thing uh, about uh, going back to AEW. Eddie Kingston, fucking gold. If you don't know who the fuck Eddie Kingston is. 
Get your ass in YouTube and watch some of his shit. The man can talk. He can talk a, a building in, to go inside. He can, he can sell. Uh, uh, he can sell. Uh, 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 I don't know. He can sell sand in the desert. The man is is, is fucking gold in the mic. And I'm ever every every time I see him, I'm I'm just more impressed. That and I'm amazed that a guy that's been around what 18 years, he's an 18 year veteran, and now he's getting his proper due. Now he's getting his. I mean, because he did, he wasn't, he wasn't in, in impact for a cup of coffee, right? Pretty much. Yeah. You know, I have heard a couple of his promos, not many of them. I have seen a couple of his promos, and the guy, if the guy tells you he's going to kill you, you're going to believe that he's going to kill you. No, no. He was managing, because he was managing LAX, the second version of LAX, when it was Santana Ortiz. So he managed Santana Ortiz in, in, in Impact, and when they started, and then they beat, and they were starting a feud with the older members of LAX, where, with Conan. That was, uh, what was it, like 2016, 2017, I guess, right around that age, that time. The thing is, Eddie Kingston is fucking gold. Uh, I'm glad that he's getting his proper due. I bet your ass it's, it's Moxley pulling the strings on that end, helping out a friend in the backstage, but that's, uh, hearsay and whatever. We don't know if shit, but. Let's just talk, uh, stop with the reviews and let's go in right away with the su main subjects. We have the shortest card on a main WWE pay-per-view that I can remember in a long time. Th this is like, it's gonna, like, if the matches don't last long, it's gonna be like a half an hour pay-per-view. Either that or they're going to add, I don't know, five or seven matches tomorrow morning. Yeah, because the, the, there's not much to go around. Uh, let's just mention the matches uh, so far uh, that that are booked that are a hundred percent booked. Uh, we got the main uh, WWE men, the main event uh, WWE match for the WWE title, Hell in a Cell, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Then we got the Universal Championship and I Quit Hell in a Cell match, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, the before mentioned stipulations by uh, uh, Harold. Uh, the WWE Women's Championship in the Hell, Hell in the Cell match, Bailey versus Sasha, which, uh, Bailey was forced to sign a contract last night by Sasha. Uh, we have, uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Thank God we're not gonna have that cringe fest from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, uh, and, uh, just added match from last night. Miz versus Otis, the winner gets the money in the brief, money in the bank briefcase, uh, due to reasons. Uh, due to, yeah, due to reasons. Mind you, yesterday, WrestleScore beca became a thing on TV, <laughs> featuring none other than APA. Oh, so yeah. JBL was the judge on this court, and, you know, what happened was that the Miz actually presented JBL with some exhibit that pretty much feature tons of money, which uh -huh. is classic APA. You give me money, I do you favors. And then JBL pretty much said that he will fail in favor of the Miz, and then match was created. Okay. Well, uh, let's start with that match right away. Uh uh, you know, the oldest thing, uh, 
it was good till it lasted, uh, but I don't, I don't see it funny anymore. That's me. Uh, I guess he, he, it's not that they buried him or anything. He's been winning matches like crazy. He beat the Miz like last week, right? Uh, and, and even beat the Miz this week as El Gran Gordo. And, El Gran Gordo. Oh yeah. my God. I cannot unsee that. <laughs> By the way, wearing the same mask as Mickey James and like 10 other wrestlers did before him. Becca Lynch. Yep. Indiana Barraza. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, uh, I'm saying Miz wins, uh, just so that we can move this shit along. But uh, uh, because I don't see Otis cashing in, I mean, who is he going to cash in against to? Roman? Roman will eat him in two seconds, and that's a misuse of uh, whatever. Uh, against Drew? Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> 24-7 title? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that, that's more appropriate in his line of work. I mean, and no offense to Otis. He's a fucking worker, and the guy has good cardio for the mass that he has. I'm one to talk. I'm fat as fuck. But... <laughs> Um, but the thing is, you know, yeah, the good thing, it was a good thing, the whole Otis thing, it was funny, la la la, whatever, but you know, let's get, let's give this money in the back thing some prestige back, so, I mean, Miz is an okay wrestler, he's okay, and I don't know against who, who he's gonna cash it out, uh, cash in, uh, I guess it will be trying to cash in against Roman, but good luck with that as well, but, uh, you know, trying to armchair book this thing into the future, that is something is a futile uh, process. It's just to predict the match itself because I don't think even Vince doesn't think that long term. He just thinks whatever the fuck in the moment and he'll figure it out later or they'll do something to figure it out later. So in my opinion, Mrs. wins. Uh, what's your opinion? I do think the same. Miz wins and I agree. I don't think, I don't think Vince knows what he's gonna do after the results? Uh, I don't think I don't think he knows what he's gonna do with Miz in the in the briefcase. But what I can think of, which is something that they have been doing lately a lot, they're going to revive an all reliable where pretty much the Miz became the WWE top champion back then with Alex Riley's help. So there's that. He ha- he's got Morrison with him. Yeah. Morrison can help him out, get the title. After that, Roman is going to be pissed as fuck, but... Yeah, but I, I I, that's the only thing I see possible. And it's not that I like the idea, but hey, there's that. Yeah, I don't see Roman losing the title anytime soon, though, but that's either here or there. That's whatever the hell they decide to do. Uh, let's go with the next match. Yeah, Hardy versus Elias. Who do you pick? Uh, I believe, I believe Elias wins. Hmm. Why I do believe Elias wins, the thing is, Elias just came back. Yes, Jeff was just drafted to Raw, but Elias just came back. His album drops on Monday, so he has a he has a couple of things going on. And Vince is a fan of musical gimmicks, so I do believe he wins. I'll, I'll go with Elias too. I mean, Jeff right now is pretty much a, a gatekeeper at this moment. I mean, he's there to make guys look good. Uh, he's, in my opinion, he can still go to an extent, but you know, he's past his useful main event prime, if you know what I mean. It's not diminishing yes. him, 
not trashing on him. I'm not saying he's good. He ain't good. He is good. And if he were be used appropriately, I believe that he can still be a main eventer. But at this juncture and you know, the mileage he had, you know, the, the checks he has cashed on his ass, uh, his body, I don't think it could take any more checks anymore. So, uh, yeah, let's push the new, the newer talent. Let's go up with, uh, with Elias. But then again, Vince McMahon can change his mind that quick and everything we say can go right down the toilet. Uh, let's go with the next one. Uh, the women's title match, uh, in Hell in the Cell, Sasha versus Bailey. Now, on paper, Sasha is the one with the experience in this type of match. On paper, uh, looking at, uh, looking at it in kayfabe, in kayfabe, looking at it, Sasha is the hands on favor to win this thing. But what do you think? Actually, I do, and I do believe she wins this time. I believe she wins. Uh, Bailey had a really lengthy run. Uh, she cannot complain about it. I think the title now goes to Sasha, and Sasha actually deserves it because her her last run was not was something that left a lot to desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, uh, like I said, everything looks on paper that everything's set in stone. It looks like it's Sasha, not only because of the things you mentioned, but also because, you know, Mandalorian is coming out at the end of the month and she has a particular role in that Mandalorian is the only thing that's keeping Star Wars relevant in these days because the, the new trilogy did such a bang up job on that. (laughs) Uh, and you would think that yeah, it's Sasha, but I'm gonna pick Bailey just for reasons. <laughs> reasons, <laughs> I don't know. Just to, hey, just I, to be I, the a lot can happen. So yes, yeah. I'll be the devil in this one. So I'll just pick Bailey just because just to piss people off. So <laughs> uh, I'll go there. Okay, so now we go to the Universal Championship match that which will be taking place in the Red Box. Uh, the McDonald's uh, plaything, uh, the Hell in the Cell, because it's red. Uh, the, the giant Happy Meal. Yeah. Uh, Roman versus Jay. Who you got? Um, this is a no-brainer, actually. Unfortunately for Jay, um, Roman wins. And what we were talking about before the podcast, either something's going to happen. Either um, the Usos get expelled from the... Samoan Dynasty, or they decide to join straight ahead Roman and form a stable. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me, and uh, our for, our friend Baldwin kind of predicted this a long time ago. He said that for what they're the verbiage that they they've been using ever since Roman turned heel is like the 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 head of the tribe, the head of the table, like all these uh, things referencing the family. Like, you know, everybody knows that the Anuai family is a, a wrestling dynasty, basically. Everybody that's been there, except Nia Jax, has been a great wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to th- throw dirt on ha- it. I hate to we throw We had to say it. Yeah. We had to say it. I mean, no se puede paso con él. Anyway, uh, yeah, Roman wins by a mile. By a fucking, by, by a country mile. 
Roman wins. That's not a no-brainer. So uh, I just see that there's future development there with the Usos, and eventually they're going to have to turn heel and join up with Roman if they want to get that piece of the pie in storyline. Anyway, uh, let's go to the main event, what will allegedly be the main event. Uh, we don't know. Uh, the WWE Championship, again in the lunchbox, in the Happy Meal. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Uh, who you got? I got Drew. Um, Randy is a different man now, to be honest. He has helped push like a lot of talent without losing prestige, actually, in this in this uh, occasion. Mm-hmm. He still looks strong. He looks like a million dollar. It doesn't matter. He can lose, and he will not lose strength. And he is going to lose this time to Drew. The match, I believe, is going to be total annihilation. Mm-hmm. That's what I expect, especially from a well-experienced Randy Orton inside that lunchbox. Um, so, yes, there's that. Drew continue as champion. I do believe Drew is going to have a little bit of a lengthy run. Well, he has had a little bit of a lengthy run, but I do believe that he still has a lot in front of him. Yeah. Uh, Drew, again, also me for the win. Uh, Randy is elevating people now. Uh, the match he had with Edge was just, you know, two veterans uh, doing their thing. Plus, uh, Edge has been a little, you know, a little rusty due to, you know, the long, long ass period out of the ring, but, and he also got hurt as well on that match. But either way, that's neither here, here or there. Uh, Drew wins and we retain some championship and pretty much everybody stays the same. <laughs> and we continue. Pretty much. Yeah. Everything pretty much stays the same. Now let's go to the next subject. And it's something that happened in AEW Dynamite, which we didn't touch on the review because we want to keep it for now. Which a much uh, talked about segment, which was the uh, dinner debonair between Chris Jericho and, and Matthew Jacob Friedman, also known as MJF. Uh, to those who haven't seen the thing, I would recommend to primero Thomas Sudia Sepan primero si es un fanático de Jim Cornette. <laughs> if you're a Jim Cornette type of uh, wrestling fan, you know, buckle take- up. You know, take some, uh, take some, no, no, Viagra. <laughs> that would be worse. <laughs> that would, that would make it worse. Uh, you know, take something, some chill pills, uh, you know, hit, hit that cigarette weed, maybe, or some CBD oil, you know, something that will make you mellow, something that will calm you down before watching that. Because legitimately, Jericho and MJF break into a song and dance routine. Legit. Not a joke. Not a gimmick. Not taped for being the elite. That would that would cost more money than all of the videos being the elite has been so far. <laughs> uh, that actually happened in a wrestling show. Two wrestlers perform a song and dance routine like if it was a, a, a Family Guy sketch. Hence why I was saying probably this sketch was written by Seth MacFarlane, who is the creator of Family Guy. Uh, needless to say... Uh, <laughs> Jim Cornette blew a gasket <laughs> when he saw this. Like, who would have thought? Oh my god, who would have thought? Uh, it, hey guys, yeah, it's Baldwin. Hey, oh, what's up, guys? Somebody, there, Baldwin, somebody, stop hey, him! 
Yeah, man. <laughs> guys, man. Sorry to jump in like this, man. But it's been a rough day, man, today, man. It's been a rough day today. Well, we're recording. We don't want to throw all the sour grapes for the the good people that are listening. So not, exactly, who who gives a fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> not, not that we don't care. We do care, but you know, probably they don't care. Like motherfuckers, I'm trying to listen to you guys to forget shit, not to add more shit into my shit. Exactly correct. <laughs> so we're talking about the dinner debonair now between oh, uh, oh, Jericho awesome. and MJF, and, <laughs> and we're talking about uh, Cornette's reaction. Uh, this was brought to you by No DQ News, and thanks to Joha who gave us the post. I'll be trying to read this shit, uh, and I'll try to do it not in a Jim Cornette accent because I can't do that shit. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I honestly don't know what to say that th- this is Jim Cornette talking about. I do not yeah. have words. I don't know what to think about the people involved in this for, uh, from start to finish. The people who thought this was a good idea are the people who are masturbating themselves on television each week. <laughs> whether, Damn. Whether it be the harsh. mental masturbation of the alleged armchair booking running this fiasco or the masturbation from the past his expiration date oversized can ham who has taken over this show and turned it into a Carol Burnett show with Jim Neighbors with guest. MJF had it. Now, the, now listen, the, he was, he's, he's sucking MJ, MJF's dick here a little bit. So, uh, let's <laughs> go. You know, the, the one guy in their company, the one guy in the entire roster who had not only had it, but was still young enough to use it. The one heel who looked and talked and worked like who he was supposed to be. Name other, another heel who looks good enough to be a star wrestler. Looks like enough of an athlete. With in uh, with enough size, can cut a promo like a top guy, and can work psych- uh, psychologically, like he's a top guy, like he's real. Name another heel in, the, in this roster besides MJF. Name another baby face that fits that description be- besides Cody. They had two, and now they've gotten one. I'm sure Jericho thought of this. <laughs> Oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> Continue. Just because he thought it was it was it was going to be funny. Just like your dick. Uh, just take your dick out, Chris, and jerk off <laughs> Tony Khan's face while he's there. <laughs> Yo, he was very verbal about that. Literally, yeah, man. Damn. Because you just uh, ripped him and ripped him off. And, uh, and, uh, off all of their other money that they had spent on this fucking company that started off looking like you were going to carry it, but now it looks like you're gonna uh, sink it. Ooh, okay. And I love, uh, Jericho's response to this. Uh, a fan wrote to Jericho on Twitter saying, Jericho MJF, Dinner Divinaire was awesome. Who came up with the idea? And Jericho responded, thanks. It was Jim Cornette's. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> hey man, <sighs> what's what's the Dominican say? It tiene moneda para que con que devolver también. No, no, Jericho, Jericho, is one of the few people you don't want to play that verbal game with because he can back it up and then some. Totally, totally, man. Jericho, man, Jericho got a lot of it to back it up. Always, that guy's a he's a demo guy, bro. That's what the demo the god, from, man. Okay, now, notwithstanding all the bullshit, 
What is your honest opinion about the whole thing? Did you guys like it? Did you guys hate it? Just be honest and no judging, no hey, nothing. You want me to be honest about it? Yeah. At the, when this started, I said, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> but I started laughing, you know, because it's something different, guys. It was stupid. Look, it was stupid. Honest to God, it was fucking stupid. But it was funny, hilarious, because, you know, now these days, you got to do something different, you know, and. And you know, it, and by the way, it got a lot of good comments. I was reading on um, e e wrestling, and a lot of people liked it though. And you know, it was at the beginning I'm like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Then I, then I, I'm like, "Ah, this is." Then I like, oh, no, then I started laughing about it. So at the end of the day, it was you know, it was I thought it was a bad idea, but it turned out to be good for them. So okay, uh, Harold, what is your? Did you get to see it, Harold? I. Didn't get to see much of it, but for what I can say, it actually kind of looked like a Bollywood segment on a movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was bad. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was something that it was not supposed to work. Yeah, but did work. Just like a lot of stuff that were not supposed to work worked. Like, but I do not agree. Like surprise, I do not agree with. Good old Jim's, Jimmy's, Jimbo's opinion about the segment. Because although it was stupid, it just works. And that's what you need. You need segments that actually work, that can get you hooked. And you would say, what the fuck am I watching? But you keep watching. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What happened to me? I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then I'm like, ah, oh, and then I started laughing, you know, because it, it was funny, actually. It was pretty good. Look, now these days, you got to come up with something different, innovative. So, I, you know, it, it was funny, though. <laughs> that was crazy, but it was funny. The ending was awesome, though. The, the, the rare steak, that shit was funny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> that was gold. Uh, I, you've noticed that I haven't said dick yet. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'll 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 uh, present my piece here, not my dick, actually, <laughs> not my actual dick, because this is an audio version. There's not much showing. Uh, anyway, Ariel, you know something, Ariel? I haven't I haven't worked with you like it was for since 2012, 13. Uh-huh. Yo, I miss your sarcasm, bro. <laughs> oh well, that's. Part of the course, as you know, when God made me, the hokai la caja entera de esa mierda encima de me. Anyway, uh, what did I thought? I mean, like you, Volume, at first I was like, what in the shit is this? What in the fuck is this? I was like, what? What the fuck is this? And, and the more I looked at it, and then I realized, wait a minute. The setup was made from a week ago. They told us they were going to have dinner. <laughs> what the fuck do you expect them to do? Go to blows? What do you expect them to do? Like, like, like go, uh, uh, hand, uh, like, uh, blow for blow, uh, like a shoot wrestling match in the middle of a fucking yeah. dinner? No. They were gonna do a no. bit. They were gonna do a bit. They were gonna do a wrestling bit. And in the world where we had broken, the broken universe of Matt Hardy, which broke the fucking mold in professional wrestling in terms of what you can do. I mean, you want to talk about crazy ass shit. His time in, T- in, in TNA or whatever the hell you want to call it, Impact, that time was fucking gold. And at the beginning, you were like, what in the shit is this? Everybody that saw this at the beginning either cried bloody murder or were like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. 
We're now in the age where the cat is out of the bag. Everybody knows. Everybody and their mom knows. Everybody, my fucking daughter, my nine-year-old daughter knows that wrestling is bullshit. So uh-huh. you can't, you can't fucking pretend this is 1978 and everybody's still holding kayfabe like it's the fucking holy grail. No, it, it's fucking dead, dead, buried, gone, raped, to yeah. uh, pillaged, done with. It's done. I mean, let, let's have fun with it. Let's have fucking fun. We all know this is bullshit. And let's have fun with it. And I may not agree with certain things. I mean, at first I was actually pissed when I saw it. I was actually pissed. But then when I saw it, I was like, okay, who gives a shit? Who fuck? Who gives a fuck? This is funny. I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's a good moment. Yeah. It was a Seth MacFarlane bit. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it's done to death though in, in, in Family Guy. If you watch Family Guy, they do that shit to death. So, yeah. So, uh, that I was, was a good statement, bro. I had, at the beginning, I was just, I'm like, what the fuck is this piece of shit? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny, actually. And the dancey problem, like, these fuckers, man. <laughs> and it was yeah. actually sick. I mean, we're talking about Chris Jericho, the same guy who was fucking having arguments with, uh, uh <laughs> with an inanimate object a few months ago. Oh, Remember? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh he was God. talking. He was fucking having a few with Vanguard One for God's sakes. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. So, and, that and that was funny though. Exactly. <laughs> That's the fucking point. The fucking point is to uh, to take out a reaction. the The thing is to make a reaction. Is yeah. it believable? Wrestling hasn't been relieve- believable since the eighties. Everybody oh, knows man. this bullshit. Everybody knows this is fucking entertainment. So what's the fucking point? I tried to present this like a shoot thing. It's not a shoot. It's not. The cat is out of the bag and it's out forever. The genie will not ever go back into the bottle. It's out. Everybody knows yep. how the bells and whistles work. Everybody knows it. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Who gives a shit? Let's have fun with it. K-Face is dead, bro. It's dead. Fuck that shit. Exactly. So, fuck it. Jim Cornette, I respect the hell out of you, sir. If you ever listen to this, I respect the hell out of you for everything you've done for the wrestling business. But calm the fuck down. It's over. That's it. Those days are are long gone. There are guys that are going to keep the tradition alive in, in certain extent. But the fucking cat is out of the bag. We all know, we allegedly know better because we really don't know what the hell is going on there, but we, we get the gist of it. We understand it's a work. It's a, it, we're, they're working us. They're, they're listening, reacting out of us, whether it's a positive way or a negative way on your opinion. That's on you. You have yeah. the right to feel the way you want to feel. But us as fans, we don't give a shit anymore. We just want to be entertained. We have enough shit to deal with with life to give a shit whether, this guy deserves a push or not, or this guy is entertaining or not, in your opinion. The thing is, entertain our ass and make us forget about the shitty shits that are happening to us, and that's it. <sighs> that's my rant. Well, doesn't he remind you about somebody else that has also lost touch? Who would Who? that be? Who? Who? Jim. Who? Oh, Jim. Doesn't Jim remind you of somebody else who actually lost touch too? VKM? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know they they both lost touch in different ways, but they both lost touch. They they lost contact with reality. He does have a point there. I, yeah. He, I agree with him. He look, VKM lost touch with reality a long time ago. He comes up with these stupid skits, look. which he thinks it might work, and it don't work for shit. You look. know. Um. 
for the day, I was talking with somebody, a friend of mine, and he watched wrestling. And I said to him, listen, have you seen the change that's gone with Roman Reigns? And he's like, yeah, man, yo, I like what I said. I'm like, of course, man. He had Roman like a fucking puppet. <laughs> do this, do that. Right in the sketch of his friend and shit like that. Roman is free, man. I saw SmackDown yesterday. The end of SmackDown. Because I was really busy doing something else. But who cares? But um, this side of Roman, you know, something like, you know, this is different. You know, and you got to go you gotta go with the guy. Let people do what they want. You know, see what Jericho did? That was that. He, he, he wanted to do that. And other wrestlers that come up with new shit all the time, you know, let them be creative, man. These guys got good ideas, bro. John Mosley said the other day on the on the podcast that he said they, they they never give him the opportunity to come up with shit for himself, man. He read all these fucking sketches and shit like they like what the fuck is this shit? And I'm saying yo, let them be fucking free. Let them do it. Let all right. It might sometimes it might fucking backfire. Nothing's fucking perfect, right, guys? But it might fucking work. Yeah. Look at my yeah. Look at my Hardy. Like 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 you just said, Ariel. Who, nobody would ever thought this fucking broken shit would work. It works today, and all the personality he has, people still love that shit. Let them be free. Let them be creative. Some wrestlers have good ideas, some don't. But we'll never know until you put them to work. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean, right now, I prefer the comedy bits in wrestling other than try to present the product as real as fuck. I mean, I'm not against. Uh, trying to present it real. I'm not against that. I mean, look, Roman is doing fucking gangbusters right now, presenting oh, this yeah, shit totally as real. Bro. The same thing with Orton and, and McIntyre. Those are real shit. The main event stays fucking real. But in, in the between thing, you can have your fucking, you can have your fun there as well. Just don't pretend this is so important, so fucking real. I mean, it is important because it's your fucking job. I understand that. You don't treat your job like shit, especially if you like what you do. You don't treat it like shit. But, you know, the cat is out of the bag. Again, the cat is out of the bag. We know what it is. dead, man. Fuck that. We all know what it is. Let's have fun with it. Let's have fun. You guys, I I know Ari's not going to pollute his mind and his brain with this shit. Maybe Harris saw it. That match that, he, that uh, Roman had with Braun Strowman, Strowman made him look like gold, bro. Strowman put him over the top, man. And Roman looked so fucking badass. He got hit with a chair. He's like, oh, hit me with a chair. He called, so you hit me with a chair. And through that, he got up. You know, this is, this is what we wanted to see fucking four or five years ago. You know, now the cat out of the bat, like you just said, and now... Is a is something new, different, you know. Look, the I always knew that Roman. Look, we even before when we did the other podcast, uh, the the other version of the podcast, we always said yeah. that Roman was good, was a good wrestler. We never yeah. shit on him personally. We never threw mm-hmm. shit on him personally because this we understood. And with the Moxley podcast that came out last year, now that was further confirmation of what what we thought was true, is that. You know, it's the way you're booked isn't necessarily the the person that you are. You're just booked that way. And in Roman's case, he was booked to look like a fucking idiot. And <laughs> back then, <laughs> he was he looked like a fucking jackass. He looked yeah. he looked weak as fuck. Now he has more creative control in his character. And Arn Anderson, you know, Arn Anderson used to be a producer in WWE. And Arn Anderson said in an interview recently that. 
That Roman you guys are seeing on TV, that's the real Roman. That's the real dude. That's him exactly. for real. That's him. That's him 100% out of the ca- out of character. So yeah, he's just being him. So exactly. it is a breath of fresh air. And notice also that the top guys take their while to get there. I mean, The Rock didn't start out as The Rock immediately. He started Rocky Maivia and people saying, die, Rocky, die. There wasn't a, I mean, Roman never had that shit. Roman never had to go through the die, Roman, die. Rocky did. Well, he went through the, the, the most harshest of harshest treatment from the fans. And he bounced off from that and became arguably one of the best. Not because he was the best in ring performer. It's just that the dude just let go and turned himself yeah. into a fucking. He became a fucking meme. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. The, yeah, what was it called the Ringmaster at the beginning. Yeah, the well, in WWE, oh God, Ringmaster. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and Stone Cold. What happened to Stone Cold a couple of months after that shit? The guy blew up. Austin 316, I'm going to whip your ass. And he became a fucking icon. Him and The Rock, Triple H, those guys, the Attitude Era and Undertaker, which I'm sorry I didn't mention. Those four guys, they they were fucking awesome. Each one of them had a particular thing. And then when Kurt Angle came in, The Rock pulled over Kurt Angle. And look at Kurt Angle. He became popular himself also. Yeah, because... So these, yeah. No, the the thing is with wrestling that these guys have to find their own way. They have to find yeah. their niche. They have to find how they fit into the product and present themselves within the product. You know, that they can they can put their own signature and stuff without going too far in the deep end. You know, so uh, kudos to Roman for getting up there and fuck Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we love you. We respect you. What you done for the business? The men I express, fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fuck you, right now. <laughs> no, 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 but Jim Cornette, top three managers of all time, in my opinion, top three managers of all time, and one of the best talkers ever. The dude can come up with soliloquies out of his mouth, out of his head, on the spot. So, <laughs> uh, much respect, Paulie. Excellent. Paul Heyman. Yeah. Also a great fucking talker. And Bobby Heenan. Okay. Uh, right? Yeah. I don't know. Bobby Bobby is number one. Bobby number one. Bobby number one, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll give number two to Paul Heyman then, right? And uh, number two to Jim I, don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Let, let's go to the next subject. Uh, uh, Harold, you were the one that brought this up to me before we started recording, so I'm going to let you take care of this one. Uh, the Booker T critiquing talent for not wrestling properly. Uh, uh, specifically, it was Matt Riddle, right? He pretty much talked more about Matt Riddle than anyone else. I think he wanted to soften things up by saying new wrestlers nowadays, but I think he wanted to focus on Matt Riddle because all he said was basically Matt Riddle, nobody else. Mm. And he basically said that these guys are not presenting wrestling moves like wrestlers should do and he wants them to pretty much quit playing these games which I'm trying to understand which games he actually talk about because when I see Matt Riddle in the ring I see a quality performer from every standpoint 
Mm-hmm. The guy can perform. The guy can wrestle. From my point of view, of course. But this is what he said, though. Um, because he always, quote, tries to help talent. Uh-huh. So basically, this is what he said. Not taking anything away from Matt Riddle. Uh, that, referring to not wearing boots, which is actually one of these uh, points he t- t- talked about, was the first thing I noticed about him. I know flipping them off was cool and how WWE captured in slow motion. That's fine. But I think about it so much when it goes into being wrestling heavyweight champion. Let's think about it for one second. There's a protocol there. How many world heavyweight champions have we had that were bare feet? How many bare feet wrestlers were greater than Jimmy Superfly's Nuka? If you're trying to get to the heavyweight championship or the universal championship, there has always been a certain look that you have to have. That's just the way that I look the wrestling business. When we are talking about Matt Riddle, I'm thinking from a promoter's perspective only. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all I'm thinking about. In mm. this case, I do believe he pulled a Jim Cornette. Because okay. I don't think that just the, the fact that he's not wearing any boots actually would take him away from a heavyweight title. No. Why? Walden, uh, well, do, do, do you want yeah. me to say something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm, I I know where where he's going with this because he, as you guys know, he owns reality wrestling, right? And um, you, I, in that sense, he's not being Jim Cornette. He's thinking as a promoter's perspective. Look, today, today, um, there's more about hygiene and stuff like that than anything else, right? And um, look, okay, it's kind of cool when we the flip-flops and he jumps up in the air so-and-so. But down down the road, he needs to put boots on. Because the thing is, I, I, what I think is that there's a certain image that you need to maintain as a wrestler. You know, and okay, this is cool at the beginning that he, you know, he starts off like this and stuff like that. It's fine. But you know that he could really hurt his foot like that or his ankle? He, he In that sense, he has a point, in my point. That's what happened to Rusev. What? I'm sorry? Yeah, exactly. Rusev at the beginning was wrestling like that, but then Rusev had a odd... Was it an ankle injury or a foot injury? I don't remember yeah. well. It was yeah, an ankle, I think. Right? And then down... And what, what he's saying, it has some truth on it because, look, you have to protect yourself in every sense of the way. Any wrong move, you jumping off of a third rope or a drop kick or anything you do jumping onto the floor... That could hurt you severely. Do you when you stand on your feet and jump on your feet like that, yo, that can hurt you really bad, and it could and it can reduce his wrestling career. That's how I see it. I respect what he's saying, and um, and look, maybe that could work for MMA. That's different because that's a different culture and stuff like that. But in wrestling, you do a lot of different moves out of the ring inside the ring. What happens if one of those um chairs or or ladders and stuff like that falls on his foot, you yeah. you start bleeding on the instant right there. I, I, I that's get a, that. That's a hygiene situation, you know. That's how I see all the step, you know. That's how I see it because it could happen, right? So he has to be very careful. Maybe right now, 
He's not thinking about it, but I think down the road he should change his Look, boots for his yeah. protection and in order for him to continue wrestling. Okay. That's my point of view. Okay, I well, respect, you know, if he doesn't want to do it, but I do agree with what Booker T says, and I don't see it as a Jim Cornette thing. I see it as a more as a protection for your career for you to continue on. I, I can see that, but uh, I I think that at this juncture right now, it's kind of splitting hairs because. You got to understand, yeah, Matt Riddle came from MMA, but he has not been wrestling like just he didn't start wrestling yesterday. He's been wrestling for a while in the indies. He's been doing the indie scene for a while. So he's not a, a spring. He's not a rookie by any stretch of the imagination. He's been doing this for a while. And uh right now, that's his look. That's his gimmick. He is a stoner for real. And that's what you see is what you get as you're getting the real Matt Riddle. You're getting the real deal. Uh, in terms of his wrestling, I mean, the, the, the aesthetic thing about the shoes. Yeah. I think later on he will put some, something on there down in the bottom, but that's splitting hairs for me. But in terms of his wrestling, look, uh, in the nineties, there was a guy who was very, very fucking over by the name of Raven. And this guy didn't do dick. He only stood there in the middle of the ring, raised his arms, and that's it. He had the people in the palm of their hands. Wrestling moves, although as spectacular as they are, they could be, and done by some of the great guys. Like, for example, I'm going to give you a good example right now, Ricochet. Who the fuck can do what Ricochet does? Like three people in the planet, right? Very few people can do Like three people on the planet can do what he can do. Is a guy a top guy right now? No. And is it due to shitty booking and shitty management from WWE? Yes, that's part of the problem. But the thing is, the also problem is that, let's be real, the dude cannot talk for shit. The dude yes. cannot talk. The dude. Yes. You're, I agree. He talk, he's, he's bad on the mic. He, needs he, help he on can't the mic. talk for shit. And what, what was the last, the thing we were talking about last week? You gotta fucking talk. We were talking about last week about Andrade. That, that has been his number one Achilles heel in WWE. That if the dude needs a mouthpiece to talk for him and the dude has moves up the yin yang, I mean, name me a better wrestler pound for pound with everything, a complete package more than Andrade. There's like maybe five people that you can put in his category in terms of wrestling. Andrade has been doing it for a while. He is he is a veteran of years, decades on top of his ass, and he is a great wrestler. Pound for pound, one of the best, if not maybe probably the best wrestler WWE has. Probably. Who knows? I, look, I agree with you 100% on that. Regarding wrestling skills, he's fucking awesome. He does stuff in the ring that you like. For pound for pound, for his height, and his weight is excellent. But the guy can't talk for shit on the mic because he doesn't know English. No, but that... and, Vince, and Vince McMahon told him, I think it was about, about, what, two years ago about this? You got to learn how to speak the language if you want the push that you want. Look, he got that push for the for the United States title. And he lasted champion, I think it was around, like, what, four or five months or something, something, something like, like that. that. Because, uh, because the relationship that he had with Charlotte and his wrestling stuff like that. And he had Selena. But that's all gone right now. Yeah, they took they took all of it, all the things that he was standing on. On the, he, he's gone now. He's without anything to stand on. But my point is this: that going back to Riddle, Riddle, 
probably is not your stereotypical wrestler in the sense of doing the holes as as instructed in a wrestling school per se but do they does it look bad does it look does it look believable does it look good oh yes does it look great on tv and is the character something that you like to see on tv do you like seeing him do his job on tv then fuck it mission accomplished everybody does a sandwich in a different way but it doesn't make it, it make it different it's a sandwich it doesn't matter how the hell you do it. The the thing is that is it good? Is it does it taste good? Is it does it look good? So the, uh, the splitting hairs of how you're doing it that's neither here or there at this point in my no, opinion. He's no, a good nobody, wrestler. Nobody's criticizing how he how he wrestles. Well, Booker we T all is. agree. We all agree here on this. All, us here, we all agree that he wrestles awesome. I like to I like to see him wrestle. I like his matches. The only thing that I'm concerned about is his future because down the road something might happen. Well, uh, then yeah, he'll adapt. Yeah, it happened to Rusev. It can happen to Jimmy Super Snooker. It happened to Snooker once yeah. in the match also. Yeah, then he got, Jim, he got hurt. Jimmy <laughs> retired using using boots. Ex- exactly. So it, down the road, he okay. Maybe right now, like you just said, that's his gimmick, and I respect that. Look, I like the kid. The kid is good. Fucking rush awesome, and he has fucking potential. But he, if he wants a more, he wants a future. He needs to think about what's gonna happen down the road, because on a ladder match, the steps, anything can happen in the ring. Yo, you imagine one of those toenails could fucking fly off with some, you know, that's me being fucking bloody right now. But that could fucking happen, guys. His ankle, his Achilles, and all that shit could happen if he doesn't. T- if he doesn't, you know, down the road to Things about it. Let me put the boots on. Brackets. He can still have the. He can still be the bro and stuff like that. That will take anything away from him. But the thing is that he needs to take care of him. For him to have a wrestling future, he needs down the road. Maybe not now. Not at this time. At this moment, take care of himself. Okay. That's my. That's my concern okay. for him because uh, I. I understand what Harold said and, and look and I and 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 I. I res, and I. He's a. He's a good product. But the guy could have a situation down the road. I understand Literally. that, but uh, uh, to me, that's splitting hairs. But let's go to the next subject because we're almost out of time. We're almost getting that. Uh, well, co- well, let me let me let me say goodbye right now because um, I got I have people in my house right now. Oh, but you know, guys, um, <laughs> it was a pleasure talking to you guys. You have a great night, Ariel. Love the podcast. I love last week, Ariel. Talk to <laughs> you, you guys. You should have listened what happened have after the podcast. That was a real shit. <laughs> what happened? You should have listened. What happened after the podcast? That was no. the real shit. That was oh, the yeah. real gold. The aftermath. Oh yeah, that was even better. I I I I regret so much not recording that part. That would have been a yeah. gold podcast. <laughs> we were dying laughing. Oh yeah. Oh man, I got for the for the, for the other segment. I think we should do this on Saturday. It's much easier. Well, the, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It, it depends yeah. on the other guys when they're able to jump in. Oh yeah, that's true though. All right, guys, have a good night. Talk to you then, man. Take care. Take care, All right. brother. All right, bye, bye. Okay, so uh, let's go to one more subject because, as I said, we're already getting close to that hour, and we're trying to keep these under an hour, so that because we're not Joe Rogan. And we're not talking to Kanye here. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the buckle bomb. A, a, a much maligned move. 
that has taken out a bunch of people. It took out Sting, definitely, as of now. I mean, Sting hasn't come back from wrestling since 2015. So he's been out in the, uh, and since then, five years now, out of the, uh, off the shelf. I mean, on the shelf because he took a buckle bomb. Finn Balor got hurt, buckle bomb. Uh, uh, Nia Jax, well, the less said about that, the better, but she destroys anybody with any type of move. But let's, yeah, let's blame the buckle bomb on that one as well. What, what happened to Kyrie Sane a few months ago? That pretty much ended her WWE career and turned her into a scout for WWE in Japan. Uh, Vince allegedly, per Dave Meltzer, was it? I believe. Okay. Uh, so right away, if you're listening to that name, not to shit on Dave Meltzer because he's been doing this since God put the earth, but, <laughs> uh, Take it with a grain of salt because the man is Schrodinger's cat in terms of predicting stuff. You know, it's either that or not. So take it with a grain of salt. The the thing is, he said that the buckle bomb is has been unbanned and as seen as 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 recent as this past SmackDown, uh, Seth Rollins used it on Buddy Murphy. Yes. So, uh, what do you think? Should that move be back for good or just leave it? B. You know, I see that move as dangerous as the regular pile driver. The one that pretty much um, shortened Steve Austin's career. Um, I don't believe that move should be allowed back again in a normal basis because it had taken so many people in a very short time that it's not even funny. Yeah. So it is not something to take lightly. But yet again, we're talking about a crazy 70-plus years old man that sometimes deems something as something he would do or something he wouldn't do. Because mind you, that's something that he does have. He will not allow you to do something he's not willing to do himself. Yeah, that's true. I, I will give Vince that that uh, whatever he tells his pro- uh, is is talent to do, he w- he will do it on himself first. But he is getting cuckoo cuckoo on on that particular way, though. Yeah, he's he's been taking moves, putting them back. I mean, he remember he took away the stump, the curb stump from, uh, from Rollins, and then had Rollins do. The shittiest version of the pedigree, and then the, the the cool knee, quote unquote, and then they were like, "Fuck it, just do the stump again." <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. The the dude had like three finishers for God's sake. So yes, pretty much, it is not a good idea. It is. A terrible idea in yeah. this case. Look, uh, I'm not saying that the move. Well, the move is, it is dangerous, but I could see that in certain occasions, if, if they rehearse the move well, they, they can know how to take it well. Like, for example, I would cringe if a Daniel Bryan would take that type of move. I would cringe crazy because everybody yes. knows his issues that he's had and, or an edge. Oh my God, I would never want to see Edge take that move. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. So, you know, 
the the move has its history. And if you're a wrestling fan that has memory, like most of us, uh, you would understand that that move is kind of a cringe, uh, cringe worthy move that you wouldn't want to wish it on upon anybody. So I don't think it's a good idea to have that move around. But in certain occasions, like for example, remember when they banned the, the tombstone pile driver? There was a time that not even the only the Undertaker can do it. Remember, the pile driver itself is actually banned. Only yeah. the Undertaker can can pull the tombstone pile driver. Yes. in Kane, if he makes an appearance. Yeah, but anyone else, but just they they just can't. But remember when CM Punk fought Cena, and, and when they were trying to determine who was going to face The Rock and and WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, uh, they pulled out all the stops on that match, remember? And, and also adding the Tombstone Power Driver, which Punk which, did on, on Cena. Which rumor says that actually Vince was irate seeing that. Yeah. And he was pissed. Yes. And the rumor is that Cena took the bullet for it. Something not common on Cena back then, but. Yeah, the scene. No, because you know Cena liked working with Punk because, gotta I gotta be honest. Up to that point, the guy who get the, who got the best matches out of Cena was Punk. Yes, totally. The best matches in, in Cena's career up to that point was it, it was Punk hands down, hands down. I mean, I, this is not gonna. I don't want to turn this into a, a CM Punk uh, cock sucking fest. <laughs> but, but let's give the devil his dude the dude was good he was fucking good he was awesome in the ring and and but now he's not so he's not in the ring anymore he god knows what the hell he wants to do now i mean he, every once in a while they they ask him and he give, gives these cryptic answers whether like i might be back i might not do it if the money's right no no it's not about the money it's about my principles like uh, okay, you do you, dude. Uh, fine. Uh, I understand you had your problems. Uh, understandable that you were pissed. I understand all that shit. But, uh, you know, stop teasing the pants. You know, and I think at this point, pants pretty much don't care. They don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. It's not. And again, uh, not to shit on him, but then again, that's get in line because a lot of people have. <laughs> You know, get in line. A lot of people have, and a lot of, maybe they don't say it publicly in terms of, you know, wrestlers, but he burned a lot of bridges when he left. Yeah, he did. He burned a lot of bridges with a lot of people. And it's sad, but why the hell were we talking about punk again? <laughs> <laughs> well, he came along with the pile driver thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he did a, a band move and. He did it well. So the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, on certain occasions, I'm not against using certain band moves if you're going to do them right. For example, Punk did it and he did it well and he made it look like a million bucks, by the way. Yes. yes. It, it looked fucking good, gnarly. It, it Like New Japan style gnarly. You understand what I'm saying? New Japan style gnarly. <laughs> and Cena took it like a champ and he sold it like a champ as well. So what I'm saying is that for certain matches, some moves I would accept, but yeah, the buckle bomb, uh, keep it on the shelf. Keep it on the shelf. Indeed. 
Indeed, we, we, we don't need more injured people. That actually makes the word the work harder for the writers and producers, but not only that, it actually makes us uh, you know, product gets shittier and we cringe more. That gives us material for the podcast though, but that's not the point. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about people getting hurt, uh, right now, AEW's become the hurt locker. We already mentioned Ray Phoenix got hurt with his awesome match, uh, with Penta. And now we find out that on AEW Dynamite tapings that which were being taped this week, that Avalon got hurt, uh, facing Ty Conti. Uh, we don't know the extent of what happened because, you know, it seems that AEW does, uh, does run a tight ship over there and <laughs> shit doesn't spread out only. What is uh, necessary news in this point? Uh, Abaddon did get hurt. Uh, we wish her the, well, uh, the best. I hope it's not nothing serious that will hinder her career both long or short term. But, uh, you know, uh, AW is getting hit pretty bad these days with people getting hurt. Yeah, there, are, there, have, been, there have been a couple of tapings of hell. Mm-hmm. Anyway... We're going to keep it up to here because we already have like an hour plus of material and we don't want to bore you guys because again, I, I hate to reiterate myself, but we're not Joe Rogan. <laughs> the, the dude can talk for hours. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know how the hell he does it. But anyway, uh, you have anything to plug? Anything to tell the people? Well, all I can tell people right now is. Whatever happens, no matter what we got in front of us, we're going to keep doing this, even if we're, even if we're not going to do in a regular schedule, and we're going to keep um, bringing material, even if, you, even if you like it or not. We're going to cry also <laughs> even if you don't like it. So we're going to keep doing this shit in spite of you, you fucking fucks. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking marks. <laughs> no, but... Basically, we're going to keep doing this no matter the problems it presents to us because at the end of the day, we like doing this uh, to entertain people and entertain ourselves as well. Yeah, I mean, this is learning experiences. I mean, uh, who would have thought last year that I would be doing this shit again? And now uh, here I am doing two podcasts a week. <laughs> yes, I don't have anything else to do. It's not like I have a life. It's not like I have a family or, or a job to do on the side. Like a full nine to five job, mind you. No, I, this is all I have to do right now. Notice the sarcasm. Anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> notice notice the, the exquisite art of sarcasm, people. Anyway, this has been the Smart Nerd Podcast number three. We don't have a name for it because reasons. Uh, thanks to WWE for booking the shortest pay-per-view in history. <laughs> they might make us look wrong tomorrow, but though, but in the meantime, it is the shortest pay-per-view. Uh, thanks to AEW for the greatest match, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen, but keep it low key and try not to kill each other. In the meantime, Matt Riddle taped them damn, damn feet. Uh, what else am I missing? Uh, CM Punk? No, no nothing. <laughs> uh, again, we are glad. Well, we didn't talk about this in the podcast, but you know, Chad Gable is not Shorty G anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Thank the deities. Thank and the seven deities. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, seven deities, for removing that uh, that abomination of a name. Away from a 
actually good as fuck wrestler and not bury him with that fucking stupid ass gimmick. Ugh. And again, another v- VKM idea because he's a genius. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, if you guys want to help out the podcast in some way or capacity, just to let you know, an FYI, I do have a store, uh, at tpublicstore.com, and I'll keep the link on, on the description of the, uh, on either the video or the audio version or whatever you're listening to this. And you can go on that link and you can purchase some t-shirts. That would help us out somewhat with the cost of how to do these things because, you know, this shit ain't for free. Uh, it's time consuming and whatnot, and it helps a brother out in, in the end as well. So if you want to help out, you can buy t-shirts there. They're different designs. Uh, they're different, uh, you know, they're between geeky stuff, wrestling stuff, whatever the fuck, whatever you're interested in, they're probably something they're in for you and you can buy and purchase it and help a brother out. So go there and hopefully next week we will have more entertaining stuff to talk about because wrestling never dies. Thank you. Uh, that's one thing we can thank, thank Vince McMahon and Tony Khan for. And uh, we wish you a glorious day, evening, night, whatever. If you're in the moon, you're watching us, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, have a great one, everyone. Yeah, take care and have a great whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>